This is Rock Cape Town's podcast. Thank you so much for listening in today, and we hope this sermon brings life to you. Here's today's message. Today, I want to share um, on the topic, standing in the gap. You know, this is a perfect time for us as a children of God to stand in the gap, not to give up. You know, the Bible says, if you read from the book of Ephesians, it's chapter 6, it says that having done all to stand. I know that sometimes we may be saying, I've done everything, but we got to stand. We're going to continue standing. We're not going to give up on our God. Having done all to stand, we're going to be strong in the Lord. It's not time to be weak. It's time to be strong in the Lord and in the mighty of his power. That means to be strong in his, uh, in his word, to be strong in his presence. So standing in a gap, we have to stand in the gap for our country, for our families, everybody, for your families, for our communities, so that we may see the hand of God, because we know that God always come and deliver us. He is the God who always has a plan. He has a plan now. He has a plan for every trouble. He has a plan for everything that is happening in our lives. If you may go to the book of um, Isaiah chapter 6, we're going to be reading from verse 8. Isaiah 6 verse 8. God always has a plan. He has a plan now. Now, if we read it, it says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. God had a plan. This is in the beginning when we were in trouble, when, you know, the, the fallen nature, when when um, there was uh, a trouble in the beginning and people did not do the will of God and did not go as God has planned and everything was falling apart. But already God had a plan to fix the fallen nature, the fallen human nature. He had a plan to fix it. That's why he needed somebody to go. For God to fix our troubles, even in this time, he will need somebody to go. He will need someone to send. And if we read the scripture, we know that um, our Lord Jesus had the call and he said, I will go, Lord. He said, here I am, send me to fix the human fallen, the, the fallen nature. And Christ availed himself to fix the human nature. So Jesus came to earth, sent by God to fix the human nature. And he came that we may be redeemed. He came and gave his life. And here we are redeemed today. God had a plan. He has a plan even today. Now, if we read from the book of, uh, the same book, Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, Jesus here is outlining what he's coming to do. Remember last week we spoke about um, the book of Judges. We're still going to go to some few scriptures on the book of Judges. When there was a trouble, the Israelites were in trouble, the Midianites and Amalekites will come and plunder their produce and destroy everything that they produce. But God still had a plan for the troubles of Israelites. He raised Gideon. In this regard, we know that he sent Jesus Christ to come and redeem us from our sins. That's why today we are redeemed is because Jesus heeded to the call of God and came and redeemed us. So if we read Jesus outlined his plan, this is what I'm coming to do. The plan of God, I'm coming to do this to restore God's people. I'm coming so that these people may return to God. If we read from chapter 1, verse 1 of chapter 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The first thing that God will do 
with his plan. He will anoint us. He will never send us empty-handed. He did the same to Gideon. If you remember, Gideon was just a, a coward who was complaining all the time. But when he heeded the call of God, he was immediately anointed. And he felt the strength. And he was able to do what he could not do in the, in the flesh. But God anointed him. So the first thing that God will do to solve our problems, to get us out of our problems. Remember, David says that um, the righteous will have many troubles and the Lord will deliver him out of all those troubles. The troubles will always be there, but the Lord will deliver. He is always there to deliver. He is always there to have the plan. Now Jesus is saying the spirit of the Lord is upon me and I believe as a child of God and I believe you as well as a child of God, the spirit of the Lord is upon you. In fact, the spirit of the Lord lives in the inside of you, but when you avail yourself to be used by God, then the Spirit of God will be upon you. Because when the Spirit of God is upon you, something happens, something changes. In the case of Gideon, when the Spirit of the Lord was upon him, you know, Gideon took 300 men and they killed the enemies of the Israel. They delivered the Israel out of their misery, out of the hands of the Midianites because of the Spirit of the Lord. When God sends us, he will Give us his spirit. He will anoint us. This is the first thing that Jesus is saying here. He saying, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. No, this, God cannot just anoint you just for nothing. He anoints you for something. And I believe that as God is looking for someone to go, someone to send, he will anoint us. He will give us the anointing that the power because if we read from the book of Acts chapter 8, it says when the spirit of the Lord has come upon you you shall receive power that means he will empower us that's what anointing means it means God will empower us to do things we cannot do on our own to have this extraordinary or supernatural power to let's read what Jesus was about to do Jesus is saying I have this extraordinary power I have this anointing let's remember that Jesus came here as a man like all of us here he couldn't do these things without the anointing he could not heal without the anointing he could not deliver without the anointing he came as a man and god anointed him now jesus is saying because the lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor that's the first thing, to preach good news, to deliver good news. You know, God has sent us that we may deliver good news. We as the children of God, we are the people who ought to deliver those good news. What is the good news? The good news is that God still loves us and God has never left us. He is here with us. He has promised that he will never leave us, nor forsake us. He keeps his promise. Even to the Israelites, he kept his promise. When Gideon thought God has left them, but God was there. When God appeared to him and said, you know, Gideon, I'm here to solve your problems. I'm here to set you free. It was good news. Gideon received those good news that God is still with us. God has not left us. And he went to the people and told them that, you know, guys, here is good news. God is still with us. This is the good news that we ought to deliver to our cycle of friends, to our world, to the people around us, that God is still with us. God has not left us. He is here with us all the time. He is here with us when we're in trouble. So we delivered. Jesus was here to deliver the good news that you guys, you're going to be free. God is with you. And the second thing, to heal the, the broken heart. So the, those who are depressed, those who are hurt emotionally, they need 
to be healed and only God can heal them. God use us, use our anointing. You know when we speak and speak the word of God to the people and speak that hope to the people, we the people of hope, we know we have hope, we have faith in God. So when we speak that hope to the people, you know we heal them. You might not see them receiving that healing, but if you continue to speak the hope, if you continue to give them hope, you are giving that healing. The Spirit of God is in operation. Remember, God works through us. When we open our mouths, God works through us so that people may receive their, the healing of their hearts, the healing of their mind. That means they be restored. That means they be delivered from depression. And the, fourth, the third thing that Jesus came to do, was to proclaim liberty to the captives. You know, we have lots of people who are captives. Some of us here, we were captives. We were in, in, in captivity. It might be drugs, it might be alcohol, it might be sex addiction, all of the things that you, you may name it. It might be even depression, it might be even worrying too much. Those things, they put you into captivity. Christ came to say, I'll set you free, that you may be free from this uh, uh, captivity. Remember, if we go back to the book of Judges, whether it was Gideon or whether it was Rebecca, when the Israelites were losing all they had, were losing their life loads and were harassed by the enemies, you know, they probably had depression. They probably were in captive in their hearts because they were afraid all the time. You know, if we're talking about fear, fear is one of those uh, things that will keep you in, captivities, in captivity. So, Gideon came and deliver them even out of captivity. He came to give them liberation. And the fourth thing that Jesus is talking about, came to do, was to set prisoners free. To set prisoners free. Those who are bound by the devil, same. The devil can use anything to bind you. He can use your past, perhaps, and say you will never do better because of your past. He can even use your background. He can use all sort of things and lying to you, and he puts you in that prison. Christ has come to set us free from that prison. You know, when he sets us free from that prison, we're able to trust, we're able to do what we could not do. So the... God sends us and he gives us his anointing. He anoints us. I know that you might look at yourself and say, I've got nothing to give. You've got something to give because you've got the spirit of the Lord. And the spirit of the Lord is not only for you because remember the spirit of the Lord helps us. The Bible says it helps us with prayer. It helps us that we may know things that are coming. It helps us. It even comforts us. It's not only for you. That spirit that lives in the inside of us is for even the people in your world. God has anointed you for your circle of friends. If they are in trouble, God has anointed you. If there's somebody in your circle of friends who is depressed, who needs healing, God puts you there for a reason. God put Samuel he put all the men in the Bible where they were for a reason. God, remember, if we read uh, the, from the book of Samuel, uh, God anointed Samuel so that he may go and anoint David. He chose Samuel at that time. So God puts you wherever he puts you for a reason. God puts Paul for a reason. He anointed him that he will go and deliver Gentiles. He will go and preach good news to the Gentiles. That he will go and preach good news to all the people who are not Jews. So God puts you wherever you are for a reason. So note that there for a reason all the things so that he can set people free there. 
Jesus came for this reason. God wants to use us as his ministers. The Spirit of God comes and lives in the inside of us for ourselves, to benefit ourselves. And the Spirit of God is upon us to benefit the people around us. Now, if you go to the book of Judges, if we look at the way God was raising judges, whenever there is trouble, God raises judges. I believe that today God is raising you and me. He's raising men of God in this country. He's raising uh, each and every one of us as the people who believe in God to be judges, to deliver the people in our world, to deliver the people in our nation. If we read verse, chapter 6, verse 7, and it came to pass when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of Midianites. You know when people, I know there might be people in your cycle of friends, in your world who are crying out to God for help. Lord, please help us. Remember it was their trouble. These guys, they put themselves in that trouble because they left God for other gods, for idols. And God did not leave them when they cried out he came sent a couple of judges to come and deliver them so now if we read um verse 16 chapter 2 verse 16 of the same um judges nevertheless the lord raised up judges who delivered them he raised up judges that means god heard their cry he saw their trouble and raised up judges God has raised you as a child of God. I believe it as a child. You might say, I'm just the churchgoer. You cannot just be the churchgoer. You cannot just be the person who will come and warm the chairs in our church or in any other church. But God has a plan for your life. And the plan that God has for your life is bigger than you. God wants to benefit other people. He wants to deliver other people through you because he anoints you so that you can deliver those people. Now, if we read it, says, Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges who delivered them out of the hand of those who plundered them. God is raising judges in our city. God, God is raising judges in this country so that we may deal with the troubles of the day. He is raising judges. That's why we are anointed. That's why we have the spirit of the Lord. Now, remember in the case of Samson or in the case of Deborah, they will deliver them. First of all, they will deliver good news and say the Lord is here. He has come to deliver you. And they will go fight with the enemy, whether it was Midianites, it was Amalekites, it was Philistines. They will come and fight them and overcome them. And then the Israelites will be delivered. This is exactly what is happening. The judges will go and fight. That means you as a child of God, we are in the war. We ought to go and fight to deliver God's people. We cannot relax as a children of God. God has sent us as judges. Just think about it. If Gideon being sent by God to go deliver the Israelites, he just did not or was not interested in going fighting against the Midianites. The Israel could have died, could have lost everything, but Gideon knew that, you know, this is the, not the time to sit down and do nothing. This is a time to fight. I believe in this day and age, as the church, it's time to fight. We are in the war. We know what is happening in our country. We know what is happening in the world. That's why we ought to be awake in the spirit and do a fight in the spirit. If you read from the book of Ephesians chapter 6, it talks about the spiritual warfare that we ought to be involved in, being strong in the Lord, standing, having done all to stand, stand. That means we continue, we put the full armor of God and 
be in this battle for the nation, not for yourself, for your family, for this great nation. God has called us for times such as this, that we may go and help his people, that we may go be like Gideon, be like Paul, and be that person who will go and offer himself as a living sacrifice so that God can use us. So if we read, um, I, let's quickly go to, again to the book of um, Isaiah chapter 10. We read to the book of Isaiah chapter 10. Now, what is anointing? We know that God anointed Deborah. He could not have done what, he, what she did by herself. She needed the anointing. Paul could not, could not have done what he did. He needed the anointing. Even Jesus himself, he needed the anointing. We know when he was baptized by John, it's when he was anointed by the Spirit and he was able to begin the work. He was able to start what to start the ministry and begin to do what God has called him to do. Now, the anointing is for removing the burden, is for setting people free. As Jesus is outlined in the book of um, um, Isaiah chapter 61, the, we just read Isaiah 61 verse 1. Now, we're going to be reading uh, Isaiah 10 verse 27. It says, it shall come to pass in that day. In that day it shall come to pass. That means Utiko has, has a plan. He looks and sees that you are in trouble. He looks and sees that the nation is in trouble as the, as, as the Israelites were in trouble. And he said that there will be that day that I will come and deliver you. And it says that it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your, so, from your shoulders. That means the burden that you've been given will be taken away. The burden that the Israelites were given by, being, by the Midianites was going to be taken away. And his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. That means the anointing, the special power that God gives us, the special ability or the supernatural ability that God gives us destroys the yoke and removes the burden. All the burden that you have as a child of God, all the yoke, only the anointing can remove that. The Israelites who were suffering under the Midianites, under the Philistine, the burden and the yoke that were put in their shoulders by the Philistine, it was only anointing who could remove those. God had to anoint David. You remember that David was about to fight Goliath. Goliath was standing there as a big giant. And People did not have the plan. The king did not have the plan. The soldiers who were well-trained did not have the plan, but God had a plan. And his, the plans of God sometimes are so crazy. When you look at his plan, it, it looked like it's the plan that will never work. It looked like he never thought about it. Think about David standing there, and people were saying, no, this, this can't be it. This is not the plan. The plan of God, the Bible puts it clear that so that's why we have to yield to his plan. Think about it. Think about it, uh, 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 Gideon. When people were looking at Gideon, they thought, no, it can't be Gideon. Even those who woke up after Gideon destroyed the altar of Baal, they thought, this can't be Gideon. Gideon is just another guy and he's not even a soldier, he's just a little guy there in the corner. But God used Gideon. 
It was the same with David. Remember, even when Samuel went to David's house to anoint uh, one of the sons of David's father to be the king, David was not even considered. So the plan of God is the unlikely plan for us, is the plan that we'll never consider. That's why we have to yield to the Spirit of God. Even when the Spirit of God said, do this, it doesn't make sense. You look at Gideon, when Gideon had a plan, he had his plan up that we're going to use this couple of thousands, it was actually tens of thousands of men to fight the, the Midianites and Amalekites. Guess what? God said, no, this is not going to work. We're going to go for 200. It didn't make sense. Gideon thought with the, those soldiers, tens of thousands of, of soldiers, we're going to overcome the Midianites. God said, no, we're not going to use those. We're going to use 200. The plan of God doesn't have to make sense to us. It does not make sense to us. It did not make sense to Gideon. It did not make sense to even uh, King Saul when David was to fight the giant Goliath. We have to yield to the Holy Spirit. It's important that if we yield to the Holy Spirit, we will see the victory. We will overcome. But if we go with our own ability, we go with our own intellect, we go with our own strength, we might lose the battle. Remember the Bible puts it clear that this is not by power, not by might. It is by the Spirit of God. That means it, it's about what the Spirit says. We do what the Spirit wants us to do. So the, the anointing is to destroy the yoke and remove the burden. Not us. The anointing sits in us as a vehicle to go and destroy the yoke and remove the burden. If you ought to save your family, if you ought to save this nation, the anointing will sit in you and God will use that anointing to remove the burden. Not your strength, not your intellect, but the anointing. Now, it is important that we hit to that call of God that says, who shall I send? Who will go for us? In closing, I want to read just one more scripture from uh, the book of Isaiah chapter 10 verse 24 and through to 26. It says, therefore, that says the Lord of hosts, O my people who dwell in Zion. Let's remember, he say, O my people who dwell in Zion. Let's understand what is Zion. Zion is, 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 is the mountain in, 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 around Jerusalem in Israel. It's where the temple was. That means the temple represented the presence of God was in the temple. So he says, O my people who remain in Zion, if we may remain in Zion in his presence. I know that there's a lot of things that are happening, but if we can just remain in his presence, be his people and remain in Zion, in the presence of God. The Zion is where the temple was. David built his temple on, in, in Jerusalem, and the, the, the presence of God was there. And he's saying here, do not be afraid. Very importantly, let's not yield to fear. Do not yield to fear. Let's believe. We are believers. That's why we are called believers. We are called believers because we believe. He's saying, you stay in my presence. Don't be afraid. Don't allow fear. And he says that if we go further, he shall strike you with a rod and lift up his staff against you. This is the, what the enemy will do to us and what the enemy is doing to us. For yet a, for yet a very little while, and the indignation will cease. He says it's going to happen, but eventually it will cease. As will my anger in, in their destruction. As the Lord of hosts will stir up scorch for him like the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb. 
as his rod was on the sea, so will he lift it up in the manner of Egypt. Now God is saying here, we remain in Zion as his people. Let's not be afraid because what we are going through is going to come to pass. Whatever you're going through, whatever the enemy is using, uh, beating you, the enemy is using, taking your, your plundering your, your, your goods, taking your goods, the Lord will restore because our Lord is good. Now, this is the Isaiah chapter 10, verse 24 to 26. And uh, going down to 27, it says, this day shall come. This day, verse 27, this day shall come when the burden will be taken away and the, walk, and the yoke will be removed and the anointing will destroy the burden. That means the, 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 the spirit of the Lord, the, 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 the presence of God will remove the yoke and destroy the burden. This is what we believe as the children of God, that the Lord will destroy the burden and the anointing in us as the children of God will bring about deliverance in our cycle of friends, will bring deliverance in our, in our families. That's why we believe in the Spirit of the Lord. As in closing, as we are closing, we're going to be praying. I'm going to be praying for the people here. If you are here as a child of God, you are listening to us and perhaps you feel that burden you feel that fear, you feel that you are in prison. This is a time I believe that the anointing, the Spirit of the Lord will remove that burden and, and destroy that yoke. We're going to pray for you. If you are watching us, whether on Facebook, on, on, um, on whatever platform you're watching us on, we're going to be praying for you. That the Lord, that the Spirit of the Lord, I'm praying for you. Lord, we pray today. We release your Spirit, Lord. We, we, we stand here for you saying, Lord, that your spirit destroys the yoke and removes the burden. Right now, Lord God, we pray for those people who are suffering. Maybe there are those that God Almighty who are already suffering from certain diseases. Lord, we pray we release your anointing upon them, Lord, that it may destroy that yoke, that it may remove that burden, Lord. We pray by your spirit, Lord God Almighty. Right now, I pray for your children your sons and daughters, Almighty God, that, Father God, you may raise them as, as Gideons, that you may raise them, Lord, as Deborah, you may raise them as Pauls, that you may raise them, Lord, like Jesus, Lord God Almighty, that, Lord, they may go around and do all the good works, Lord God Almighty, that you've created us for King of Kings. For we believe that you, God, who will never fail us, you, God, who's never failed us, you, God, who's always with us all the time, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your presence, Almighty God. We thank you for everything that you are doing in Jesus' mighty name.